I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome back to Learning for Life. In this episode, we are so excited to talk about something that Stacy and I both have a lot of experience with. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of experience. Yeah, a, a li- we're, <laughs> we're, we're amateurs. Yeah, we're amateurs, definitely. But we are talking today about homesteading and how we use homesteading in our homeschools. And our guest today is a good friend of ours, Katie Rutledge. Katie is a longtime homesteader. She actually lives up here in my area, and my kids just know her from extracurricular activities. And um, you're just going to love this episode if you just need that extra inspiration to, like, just get started with homesteading or at least start, like, creating a vision for what you want your life to look like. I know a lot of people – I meet so many people now that I live rurally – I go to the city and I'm like, yeah, I live on five acres. And people are like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. Like, doesn't that happen to you all the time, Stacey? Yes. Yeah. People love the the idea of getting out and away from the city, but not, not a lot of people do it. So this will be fun, a fun conversation. Yeah, definitely. If you are new here, I'm Stacy, and Jenny is my co-host, and we are going to discuss all things related to homeschooling and helping you instill a love of learning in your children. So you can see all of our resources, including the show notes for this very episode at kidslearningforlife.com. And today, like we said, our guest is Katie Rutledge. She's a friend of ours. And um, she and her family actually made the conscious decision to homestead about five years ago. They moved and created a homestead of their own. They refer to it as Simple Mountain Farm. And she is a homeschool mom of four. So I think we should just get right into it because I think this conversation was super fun and Katie just is so full of energy and so fun to talk to. So let's roll the tape. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We are so excited to get to talk to you, Katie, today about homesteading. So the first thing, homesteading has... I think a lot of people may have a different interpretation of what homesteading is. So could you kind of let us know what homesteading means to you? So as far as our little simple mountain farm goes, homesteading is, it's our self-sufficient way of life. So we have the animals, we're working on the garden side of it, um, but we're also just looking to grow our homestead. So um, basically all of our food will come from the animals that we raise, whether it's going to be the unfortunate world of slaughtering or milking, uh, farming for our own wheat eventually for making bread. Uh, we've got chickens for eggs. so basically just being self-sufficient off the land that we own. And so were you raised doing homesteading or how did you kind of get into homesteading? So it's kind of been mine and my husband's dream to own a massive amount of property and to be somewhat self-sufficient. We didn't know what that was going to look like, but we both came from um, (laughs) suburbia. So Neither of us um, grew up 
on a homestead or a farm. I have family who raised horses up in Eureka and bred horses and trained, but then I had my grandparents, their backyard in suburbia was basically a giant garden. So I did grow up gardening with my grandparents, um, but that's about it. Neither of our parents um, were homesteaders. I love that you had like some people in your family that did sort of these things, but still nobody was actually homesteading. So what, why, why the transition? Like what, what caused you, like what was your life before you decided to start being homesteaders? Oh my goodness. Okay. So, well, we've always wanted to move outside of the city. Like I said, we wanted the land. We want the animals. We just didn't know, know to what extent. So we moved to um, where we were and my husband is in law enforcement and I am a retired professional ballerina and I have always, um, had a fascination with health and how it, uh, helps when I was in the dance world. And, uh, when I retired myself from that, I got into, um, getting certified for nutrition and I wanted to, along with my husband, take that to the next level because we're very, very big advocates for just um, being able to heal our bodies the way God intended them to and utilizing um, our gift in the world. So the animals that he has given us, the plants on this earth, (laughs) just everything. Um, I am a big advocate for natural healing and that goes into just um, homesteading or farming uh, for your lifestyle. So that was kind of, that was kind of our, our world prior and we just wanted to make it bigger. Yeah, that was kind of like our whole transition too. like we wanted to we wanted to have the land, we wanted the animals, but we also just like wanted our lives to be a lot more intentional. Like we were kind of doing this whole rat race thing and it's kind of a big transition financially and physically and mentally kind of to live out in the middle of nowhere and like figure out how that's going to work logistically for your family. But like as long as you're being intentional towards your goals then it's completely doable. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that, you know? Oh, 100%. It, it, that's so true. Uh, there is a lot of sacrifices that um, you go through. And our sacrifices, as we've talked about before, was just the drive for us for our daily life. But we wouldn't change, we wouldn't change it for anything. Um, we love being outside of the city, we love our animals and we're so thankful for what they do provide for us. Um, it's just a, it is peaceful. And yeah, the, the sacrifice is definitely our drive right now for extracurricular activities. I, I can feel that because like same here, it's like probably a similar amount of driving we do. You probably do more, but it's similar. And I feel like if I'm out all day running errands and I had to go way into town, like take an hour drive on my way going home, like going back up the hill, it's like, oh my gosh, I can finally breathe again. There's like that peace of mind, you know? Oh, exactly. I, that definitely. Yes. You hit that right on the head. I was just going to say that. It, 
the travel is so far and I I know Jenny you kind of like to drive I just don't like doing it but I would much (laughs) rather drive on a country road than have to sit in traffic for an hour so Katie can you tell us like what kind of homesteading you're doing currently like what kind of animals you have and maybe if you're like producing any sort of food or anything from your animals or your land Yeah, so as of right now, we actually do not have any laying hens. We lost seven of our hens to a coyote recently. Oh, no. So we currently have our our two sets of baby brooders. So we only have four left from our teens, and then we have seven that we hatched out of ten that are currently now getting acclimated with uh, the bigger chickens. So we're getting there. We do have one layer. She's a little nervous and I think a little gun shy because she's <laughs> producing us these tiny little eggs. But oh, we thing. used to have we used to have an abundance of eggs. Let me just get that out there. And I do miss I miss my babies. I name my animals. I don't care. I name them and I will continue to name all my animals. And some people think I'm crazy for doing that, but whatever. Can you tell us a little bit about like the gro- like the egg process, the egg hatching process? Because I think that might be really interesting for people to hear about because that's something Stacy and I have never done and we have and love chickens too. But I'd love to hear about like the egg hatching process. Yes, uh, it is started off as our science experiment. We only had four layers at the time, so we wanted to make more uh, just because we have so so many friends in the, um, you know, our extracurriculars who do not have farms. We want to be able to provide a healthy lifestyle of food for them, but mm-hmm. we needed more chickens. So we're like, well, why don't we just take this time to utilize this? We They have... Um, we bought this big, huge chicken encyclopedia book has every fact that you could even think of every breed of chicken, the process. And then we bought, um, an incubator. And so it's pretty simple. You simply just take your eggs from your hen. Uh, I usually typically do it between, um, they said, day four and seven. So you bring them in day one, you leave them out, get them acclimated to where you're going to be hatching them. And you get them into the brooder. We have one, ours is an automatic turner. There are some incubators that you have to go in like every two to four hours and turn them yourself. But with how the world is and all how high techy they are, we got one with an automatic turner. So um, the chickens, I'm, if I, it's been a little bit. So I think it's 21 days um, for them to hatch. So it, the best time to hatch is typically in the spring. So they're starting to weather acclimate to where you are so they can start producing by the fall. Wow, I we have not been able to incubate our own eggs. Um, actually, Jenny and I have an, an aunt that will like put eggs underneath her chickens and hatch them that way. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do that, 
But this year, you know, we just moved out to our property and really wanted to just get our chickens going. So we just bought a bunch um, through the mail and they came as little chicks and we raised them that way. So that was a lot of fun. But what do your kids think about all of this homesteading? Our kids actually really love it. So they are very driven by um, servanthood and they're constantly wanting to learn new ways to whether it's uh, cooking they want to cook bake um, they know that our animals are here for us to love on but they're also here for a purpose so my daughter she is so bent on getting a milking cow she's looking at many jerseys unfortunately we don't have enough land for cows on our property um, but she really wants to get into that world. So milking, making cheeses. Um, she also grew up, uh, she, she doesn't have it now, but um, she grew up with a dairy allergy. And we all know that raw milk is so much better and it is just so good for your gut and you can help heal your your allergy, your dairy allergy by just drinking raw milk straight from the goat or straight from the cow, whatever. And so she's been really, really interested in that. Um, my littlest Wren, she is our chicken whisperer. Like she can just go in there. She picks up all of our big roosters. Like she just loves it. Um, but they really want to also, they're very entrepreneurial minded as well. Scarlett wants to not only do that, but they're they're wanting to learn how to make a buck by selling eggs, selling the milk, um, creating things from uh, these animals that are uh, you can turn around for a profit with a purpose. So we haven't hit the stage of slaughtering yet, but we have gone to friends' houses and they have witnessed it um, and they're okay. And they are uh, realize that there is a process, you know, you just are so thankful for the animals that God has given you and they have come to this, come to our house to serve a purpose and they're so thankful for that. And I think they'll do fine once we get there, but um yeah, they they really do enjoy the lifestyle. And since we do like to drive and we do have a lot of extracurriculars, they have plenty of friends, plenty of time in the city. And they're like me where it is so relaxing just to come home to our own piece of heaven on earth and just take a deep breath. And all you hear is the breeze and crickets and frogs <laughs> and no sirens. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And it's I like know eerie when you actually hear a siren. It's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Where's things close? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's like such a gift to give our kids to like teach them where food actually comes from because a lot of people yes. really don't know or they cannot watch a slaughter happen. Like Stacy and I are very um like aware of that and we try to, you know, take mm -hmm. our kids to those things whenever they're happening. Um, because I think it's important for people to at least know where their food comes from. And it's yes. also important for our kids to realize how it should be properly done. I mean, I understand why certain friends of mine went vegan, but I also have helped a lot of my friends who went vegan understand that 
that's not natural. This is natural. And this is actually good for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And on the topic of like the slaughtering and involving children, um, I, I feel like my children probably take it better than I do um, more because it's something where if you just show them and again, showing them the proper way, you know, we treat our animals with love and care and, you know, we grow attached to them. But we always know, you know, we always told our kids from the beginning, like, this is what's going to happen. And, you know, then it's going to be food because you like bacon, right? Well, this is how we are mm-hmm. going to make more bacon. So being able to, I think they've already from a young age, they're, it's, they're accustomed to it and they know it. But like myself, you know, I'm also, you know, from the suburbs and didn't, you know, all I, I loved animals. And so thinking of them dying is just very sad. But um, so I think they take the slaughtering better than I do half the time. And now it's time for a quick break. So stick around. Are you looking for a fun and easy way to teach economics and government to your kids? Look no further than the Tuttle Twins books. There are a lot of boring books out there on these subjects, but the Tuttle Twins make learning liberty-based concepts super easy and enjoyable. Trust me, my husband doesn't read a lot of books out loud, but he has been dedicating special Tuttle Twin story times every week with the kids, and they have already gotten through two of the books. They like sped through them. They were having so much fun. One that you might personally be interested in is called The Education Vacation, and it really portrays homeschooling in a super positive light, and it's just really nice. Check out the Tuttle Twins combo pack, which includes all 12 books, including each of the PDF activity workbooks for free. You can check out the Tuttle Twins combo pack and more by clicking the link in the show notes. And now back to the show. Katie, you you guys are doing homesteading all the time. You know, it's a, it's a 24-hour job. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you incorporate homeschool? I know you touched a little bit on your kids <laughs> being entrepreneurs and kind of wanting to learn um, on their own with the chicken encyclopedia. But do you find that you're able to um, cro- cross over into homeschooling more or less? Or how, how do you make that work? So for, for me, we do more what is called unschooling. So it's going to be a very unconventional way of schooling. We do have our school books and whatnot. But um, like, for instance, I'm going to use my oldest as an example. Wasn't a very avid reader, but he took off in math. And the reason he took off in math is because he loved to cook. And so I kind of forced upon him cookbooks. And in turn, it helped him learn how to read in the process and read better. um, Because he had to read cookbooks. He had to um, trial and error, uh, learning fractions, um, measurements, measurements. realizing where he made mistakes and why uh, something is sweeter or sour or how to cancel out. So then it turned into science. So there is a lot of benefits of homesteading or farming or ranching and homeschooling because they do get a lot of hands-on learning. But in the process, for instance, when I was talking about um making doing the chicken eggs so hatching the chickens I bought them this big huge encyclopedia 
um, about chickens where they had to read up all about it. It wasn't me just setting up this system. They had to learn. They had to put it in the calendar on what day we need to do what. They had to put the timers on. They had to make sure their eggs were in a certain way. So uh, it has been super, super beneficial for uh, our homeschool world. And like I said, with the entrepreneurship, uh, they're learning skills um, that you typically wouldn't get in a public school, possibly a private school. Although there are some public schools, I am seeing them. They're whipping out a community garden, which is super cool. But it, it is definitely more hands-on learning uh, and time, not just being sat down with a book. They are in the trenches of homesteading, but having to figure it out in a way where it, it actually makes it somewhat schoolwork. Like we can literally check things off a list like, yep, they just learned that. And <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool that it's you're kind of coming at it from like an unschool approach because unschooling like is still schooling. We all know this. Like every homeschooler knows this. But especially if you're on a homestead, you can really embrace that approach because everything you're doing is using reading. It's using math. It's uh, it's obviously yes. science. Um, I'm I think that is just genius, and I think like kids love to learn hands on because I mean that's one of the ways it sticks the best. We don't have the time to run a homestead and do all of our extracurriculars if we sat down for a good six hours and did school from a book. It's just mm -hmm. not feasible for our family. And just with our lifestyle or uh, even with what our kids want to do in life. Um, now later on, once they hit junior high, high school, our focus will be a little bit more towards what they want to do as maybe their career or after school time. Um, but as of right now, it is really benefiting and then getting them hands on. I mean, they helped their mm -hmm. dad build that chicken coop. Um, they helped him build the goat pen. They, I mean, they hatched eggs, which not a lot of, you know, you know, 10, nine, six, four-year-olds can say they do <laughs> on a regular basis. So they're getting real life skills, but at the same time, they do, they're getting that schooling as well. Yes. The life skills are like golden. And I feel like that's one thing that does majorly lack in um, other schools is just that there are no life schools. They spend so much time on other stuff. Um, so moving on, I was wondering now that you've started homeschool, um, oh, actually, I have a question. Were you homesteading, um, like, what age were your kids when you decided to move and start a um, start your Simple Mountain Farm? So our Simple Mountain Farm kind of came last, I think, two years ago. Um, but we have been where we are for five years. So my... Uh, my youngest was six months old and my oldest was five is when we moved up here and we started um, building this life. We started with a garden, but then we had lovely deer and even <laughs> deer fences couldn't keep them out. Um, but our neighbors had a beautiful orchard that uh, prior to the new owners, they were older. So they loved letting our kids use their property. Uh, and we would go and we would tend to their orchard and we would, you know, 
eat the cherries and the blackberries and the apples and the peaches and plums like we would. Uh, so they got to learn that way. But then <laughs> mommy, myself, chose to have free range chickens over a garden. <laughs> so you win some, you lose some. And honestly, free range any day over uh, coop kept. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, five years and my littlest was not even walking when we decided to do this. Oh, fun. So I guess the reason I did that question First is I was wondering what is the most surprising thing that you have discovered while homesteading and maybe even, you know, have you seen any differences in like your kids, you know, before and after homesteading? Um, well, we are definitely not watching TV (laughs) as much as we did in the suburbs, which, you know, when you are a mom of four under five, that it in trying to also work um from home and also work out of the home and your husband's in law enforcement oh my gosh it, it it's like night and day um you're not utilizing the tv as a babysitter i'm we're utilizing outside and getting creative and their imagination um as a as a as to what was uh, surprising as what we've discovered um some things that we didn't really know about like we have such a huge vision for our family and how we want to grow our homestead and what we want to turn it into and how we want to do this we realize that two acres you can do a lot but you can't be completely self-sufficient like we want to so that is one thing that we are learning and we are hoping to move to uh, a bigger plot of land so we can do the max amount of homesteading that we have envisioned and have dreamed about so uh, learning about our land as well the soil um, the purity of, of our soil, um, our soil up here, we found that Native Americans actually um, colonated up here and our soil is one of the purest soils and hasn't been uh, touched by uh, chemicals, which is lovely. So we've noticed that like uh, our, like my neighbor's orchard and her garden and my flower garden uh, thrive in our soil. So that's fun things that we've learned and that we've also discovered and whether it's a shock and awe of what our realization is, but um, it actually just better equips us so we can help others uh, learn at what capacity that they do want to homestead in. Yeah, there's such a learning curve with homesteading of any kind, however, no matter what the acreage is. So mm-hmm. I love like all those little things that you had to learn along the way because you kind of have to learn those. Otherwise, everything's going to like be really hard for you. So you got to learn right. or let go. So I guess starting to wrap up a little bit, I want to ask you, like, if you know someone who's kind of like on the fence about homesteading and kind of trying to like figure out if it's something they want to do, what would be your message of encouragement for them? Honestly, I would start with chickens and I would even uh, start out with the, the, the beginning of the process, which, which is so funny is because everyone asks, well, did the chicken or the egg come first? It's like, well, let's see. So you can go about it two different ways. You can buy layers and lay the, 
have them lay their eggs and then start hatching from your own laid eggs. Or you can go and you can get eggs and uh, from a local farm and start hatching your own eggs. Either way, if anything, I do encourage, if you want a real good taste of homesteading, I don't necessarily, and this might be like taboo, but some people say garden. I say get the chickens. <laughs> I would agree no, with Stacey you and I, 100%. Stacey and I started with chickens. Both of us started out with chickens yes. in the suburbs. In the suburbs, yes. Perfect. I say get your chickens and just be prepared. Like, let them free range because mm-hmm. we... Um, on our two acres and we have three dogs and goats we have all the animals we haven't really had too big of a tick problem because we do have free range chickens and there is a huge difference in the nutrient dense yolk of a free range chicken over a chicken that is in a run and I just say let them have it guys just let them go um love on them as much as you can especially your roosters and literally they are just the sweetest low-key low-maintenance pet as well as something in return for you Um, they are just really the best and that is my number one encouragement for anyone trying to get into the homesteading world start with chickens let them free range, get to know their lay of the land, and then you can box off your nice little garden. (laughs) All right, Katie. Well, I think it is time that we get into our reoccurring segment called our recommendation of the week. And this is where we ask our guest if they have any um, recommendation for our audience that um, it can relate to homesteading or maybe not. Um, So do you have a recommendation for us this week? Okay, yes. So I talked a little bit about um, us utilizing um, hatching chickens to do, you know, as science for homeschooling, but also for your your homestead. And that was the Chicken Encyclopedia. Um, It's by Gail Damro. Um, It's just a story guide about raising chickens, but it literally has anything and everything like you're learning about the di- the t- like the wingspan of a hen over a rooster it is just such an amazing jam-packed book and it will get any new homesteader who is wanting to start with their chickens and just once again you can use it for science um getting to know your chickens they have other books um, as well about chicken coops, raising the chickens. Um, they have a chicken health handbook. So there's just a bunch of good series, but start off with the chicken encyclopedia. You will learn every little detail <laughs> about your chickens through it. Awesome. I can't wait to kind of check that out as well. Even though I already have my chickens, I my boys I don't know what it is they love the the nonfiction encyclopedia books I think it's just all the pictures they get to that go along with it um but they just love the encyclopedias oh yeah it's super fascinating especially having like the what it looks like on the inside of the egg if you are trying to hatch your own chickens it's super cool yes All right, Katie, now where can people follow up with you? 
My main uh, Instagram is uh, I am Katie Ann. That is my Instagram. Um, but I have let my kids because they're. <laughs> They're not getting phones until they can drive. But we do have our family Instagram. It's just a simple mountain farm. But if you you can see, it's also tagged in my personal Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun to get to chat about your homestead and everything about it. Um, We cannot wait to have you on again one day. Thank you, guys. It was super fun. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us for that really fun discussion on homesteading. I like a lot of what she said. And honestly, like it really resonated with me because a lot of the stuff is like our exact experience as a family homesteading. Uh, don't you agree, Stacy? Yes, it. I mean, it's so true. And I know we have said before, like Jenny, you and I, we did not grow up being homeschoolers, we both started in the public school system, but same thing here, including Katie. We all, you know, we're from the suburbs and have all decided to live this rural life for some crazy reason. Um, I fully enjoy it, but, you know, others would say it's kind of crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah, th- it was it just crazy. such a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I'm actually so inspired. I'm actually recording outside right now, which is, a, which is actually like a huge mistake because there are so many noises out here. But, you know, <laughs> I love it out here. And this is why we moved up here is for the view, for the air, for for the sights and sounds and I don't know. It's just so nice living off the grid a little bit. Not really off the grid, but, you know, having our own animals to take care of, teaching the kids lessons from the animals and how to take care of them. I mean, all of that is just so important. So, yeah, that was a great discussion. And I look forward to having Katie back on another time. That would be really fun. Oh, definitely. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed our podcast. We appreciate it so much. And it really does help other people find our podcast. It helps guests, you know, like potential guests when we reach out to people. It really gives us a little bit more like poll because we're like, oh, look at all these people that enjoy our podcast. So that would be really helpful if you haven't already to give us a little review in Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have any questions or you want to reach out to us, you can always email us at kidslearningforlife at gmail.com. We're also on social media, of course. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Learning for Life. And we also are on YouTube with Kids Learning for Life. And there we post videos weekly of just more information on how to homeschool and how to get you motivated or whatever you need. We have those videos there. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for us to say, see you next time.